0: To another episode of the Moisture Farm Report podcast, the podcast that buries its feelings deep down. I am your host, Adam Wheeler, and joining me today is, of course, James Matthews of all people. And I will always keep saying that now every time we start podcasts. Now, <laughs> um, how you doing, man? You okay? I'm good, thank you.
1: You say of all people, like there's other people exactly. that come on this <laughs> podcast with you. Who are you? Who are you doing podcasts with apart from me?
0: Um, yeah, well, maybe we'll just, uh, unlock the hidden archives that have been deleted from the archive memory <laughs> and we'll see all these extra podcast episodes that we've been recording. Um, yeah, maybe I've been doing some secret collapse without, without you knowing. Who oh, knows? I can't believe Ooh, it. The mystery. Um, no, but, um, yes, good to be back for another week. Um, mm-hmm. interesting kind of topic of discussion that we've been talking about the last few days is the sort yeah. of interesting color differences between lightsabers in different Star Wars films, right? Yes. Kind of interesting that because we were looking at of course um the changes of color between the tints of blue and green and just trying to think mm. whether there was actually a different kyber crystal or was it just in the post editing of films that it just happens to come out a different color. Cause we were looking at Luke Skywalker's <laughs> lightsaber, right. In the Man- Mandalorian. Yeah. And it was like, it really pops with that dark green look. But then obviously you mm. see, you see his green lightsaber and other sort of uh, different iterations in uh, revenge of the, sorry, return of the, um, yeah, number six. And it just looks yeah. slightly different. And, mm. um, and of course there's the differentiation of Anakin's, lightsaber which is even more stark when you see it come up in (laughs) like a new hope and it's the sort of cyan blue and then it comes up in sort of the force awakens and it's the dark blue i mean what's going Mm. on there
1: yeah i always find it weird how in like you said in a new hope it's a very kind of clear cyan and then in when you see the same lightsaber in avenger the sith it's a really dark blue and i i always like the idea that obi-wan in in everything he does while he's in exile he's also there tinkering with Anakin's lightsaber and he thinks no I can get a better shade of blue out of this I can get one that really like captures Luke's eyes or
0: he's just there like adding a little bit of like like dark blue or light blue blue colouring onto the the central piece like oh let me just tinker with this Um, (laughs) he's
1: got a colour wheel going (laughs)
0: yeah he's got a mood board he's got a palette and everything Yeah. yeah
1: he's got his Pantone codes that's it
0: what do you prefer do you prefer um do you prefer the light blue dot, um light blue lightsaber or the dark blue
1: I I think the light blue but I think that's more because it's the uh obviously the first one you see in a new hope and then it's obviously it it shows up in attack of the clones which is uh one of my favorite star wars films so it's I think it's got the the sentimental connection, whereas I imagine you maybe are the darker blue because that's the Revenge of the Sith.
0: When I went through my Fallen Order playthrough, um, it was mm. either yellow lightsaber or cyan blue were my options. Um Mainly the mainly the yellow though. I've always, mm-hmm. As as um, I've mentioned before, I love the yellow lightsaber. That's just yeah. you know beauty. Um, but <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, let's get on to um, today's topic, James. Shall we get into it?
1: Yes, let's go on a a hyperspace journey. So Adam, you've brought a topic for us today, haven't you? You're going to be showing us a little bit about the galaxy. Would you like to tell us what you're going to be talking about?
0: I am. I am going to be talking a little bit about the galaxy and a certain part of the galaxy, or should I say a massive part of it. Um, I'm going to be focusing about wild space, in star wars so i sent this idea to you yesterday as a sort Mm -hmm. of kind of like last minute alteration of an idea that we had and you said you didn't know too much about wild space
1: yeah i i've been trying to think of what i do know about wild space and um i think the only thing i know is in the clone wars movie uh that's where Zero the Hutt and Ventress hide Jabba the Hutt's sun. It's on a planet in wild space. And I think that's maybe the only thing I know about it.
0: It's weird because a lot of people confuse wild space with the unknown regions. And Mm. I can see why, because they're both very, they're similar in many ways. And you can sort of understand how someone would think, oh, this is this and this is this. Um, Mm. Effectively, wild space is sort of the undiscovered, uncharted areas of the universe, which are sort of outside the perimeter of the known galaxy, and that okay. is different from the unknown regions, which are within the galaxy, and they're just these clusters of really interchangeable hyperlanes, which are sort of unnavigation—like you can't navigate them—and mm-hmm. very few people have been able to chart a way through the unknown regions, which makes it just kind of difficult to to put that on a map. Um, they're different things; it's quite difficult to okay. explain. Um, in layman's terms, but effectively, wild space is anywhere outside of the perimeter of the known galaxy. Um, right. It's not always been that though. Specifically, in legends, it was actually a part in the bottom right-hand quadrant of the galaxy. In legends, of course, this section is kind of dotted just beyond the planets of Tatooine and Ryloth. Wild Space has appeared mm-hmm. in several Legends literature and media, including Star Wars The Old Republic, um, Star Wars Darth Vader and the Ghost Prison. Um, and the region made its first cano- um, yeah, its first appearance in canon through the planet Tef, as you said, James, in the 2008 <laughs> animated film Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, <laughs> what a film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that is, it's the one where... Um... Like I said, where Jabba the Hutt's son has been kidnapped by Ventress and, and Zero the Hutt. Um and Anakin and Ahsoka have to go after... I'm trying to remember this, right, because I, I saw it a little while ago now. Yeah. Um, they're going after Jabba's son, and I remember them saying something like, they they find the planet Teth, and they say oh, that's in wild space, the droid army isn't in... or well, the Separatists aren't in wild space, they don't occupy wild space. Yeah. Which, it fits with what you just said about it being kind of beyond the galaxy um, or outside the perimeter of the galaxy, so... Yeah so what what is what is out there in wild space? It's
0: a very good question. I mean, I suppose it's it's, <laughs> it's interesting because it obviously cha- it must change, what, mustn't it? Um what wild mm. space is, the more people explore That's outward and point, outward, yes. wild space grows even further and further away from the center of the galaxy I suppose. Mm.
1: So is it, it's kind of like a catch-all term I suppose where um it's just a it's not like a here are the borders of wild space. It's just wild space is anything we don't no that
0: that that's how i that's how i read it um and i suppose okay. it changes because obviously what we were talking about in the legends or expanded universe it was that sort of quadrant in the bottom right hand corner which was at least a little bit more defined um, mm. which was just beyond the outer rim and beyond um so i mean what i would read into it is it's anything beyond the known borders of the galaxy and it's also where planets and star systems become a lot more sparse so it becomes Mm. like like there's nothing out there or at least the things that you do find or the planets you do find are more likely they're not going to be uninhabited of course there's probably going to be lots of danger out there lots of unknown things Mm. which obviously mystery and legends start to crop up of these horrific (laughs) beasts of or
1: it is a lot like a kind of traditional map isn't it where the borders of the map would just kind of fade out and then you'd have pictures of krakens and dragons and here be monsters.
0: It's, it, yeah, it's a really interesting area. Um, and there's a few things, obviously, um, that have been mentioned that are in wild space, or there are mentions of planets and things. And we're going to go a little bit into that. Um, mm. Yeah, it was sort of first reference, or it first appeared from 20,000 BBY to 17,000 BBY. The Republic was entering a new age of rapid expansion as settlers from the core world started branching out Um, into the expansion region and uh, the mid rim at the time at that time the mid rim was wild space and several planets um actually lay within um this bottom right hand quadrant definition of wild space which we were talking about a little while ago in the Mm. legend expanded universe um we just mentioned the planet teth um which was located Mm -hmm. sort of in the northern part of that quadrant or that zone as it were in the bottom right hand corner um which was controlled partly by the huts and interestingly teth was once home to a monastic order um of monks called the bomar uh do you know anything about mm. the bomar
1: i know a very tiny bit i know that Jabba's palace on tatooine is also a bomar uh monastery isn't it on i might be wrong on this and i might be taking up what you're about to tell me okay um but are they those spider things that we see in Jabba's Palace, the kind of black metal spiders? Aren't they something to do with the Bomar monks?
0: Effectively, sort of. So the Bomar monks had a, had a thing about removing the brains of people from their physical body and placing them mm. in spider droids. Okay. <laughs> so, that's that's a hobby. Yeah, the Bomar, as you said, um, were the ones who built the Jabba's Palace. Um and actually in the legends and expanded universe. I think when Jabba um, died, I think the Beaumont actually resettled for a while in Jabba's palace, which obviously isn't the case now, um. uh, as we know from the book of Boba Fett.
1: I thought you were going to say they took his brain and they put it in
0: an enormous <laughs> spider droid. It's
1: a spider droid like the size of an articulated truck. <laughs> Well, I suppose that wouldn't have been a brain to pick, would there? Because the brain would have exploded on Jabba's sail barge.
0: I suppose so, unless somebody, yeah, unless somebody had a copy or a clone brain. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, true. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like Jabba would be a very sort of conniving conniving person. He would have mm. somehow managed to, I don't know, do something to keep his essence going. <laughs> somehow Jabba has returned. Um, and if we continued south from Tef, and this planet of Gomorrah um, was sort of known, sort of very close to or within... Known (laughs) within the uh, wild space territories, which where what what do we what do we know that is from Gamora? James, Um,
1: I don't know. All I'm thinking of is Gamora from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Gamorian guards!
0: There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I was
1: thinking, is this going to be like a Star Wars MCU crossover?
0: (laughs) The most ambitious crossover (laughs) in history. Be prepared. Yeah, Gamora was sort of known in this wild space or territory. Um, Then there was the Lyra-San system, um, which was interesting because that was sort of really beyond the perimeter of the galaxy. and It was actually separated and hidden from the galaxy by an imploded star cluster.
1: Ooh, that sounds cool.
0: Very cool, right? I mean, it sounds very sort of (laughs) Stargate, doesn't it? And it um, appears actually in Rebels. There is this brilliant uh, moment where... They sort of stumble upon this incredible vortex, this thing in space, and anything that goes near it sort of crushes instantly. There's like two TIE fighters Ooh. that just blow up, and somehow the ghost is totally fine. Lyra Sand System was the home of the Lasat species.
1: I can't think what they look like, but I've heard of the Lasat.
0: Think purple monkey looking creatures.
1: Okay. They're not small though, are they? They're kind of human size-ish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, bigger than human?
0: I'd say yeah, bigger than human. Yeah. Okay. Not not too much. We're not talking sort of um kind of Dexter level size. Maybe just a <laughs> tiny tiny bit smaller.
1: Oh yeah, I've just googled a picture. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. But yeah,
0: Lirisan was the um the home of the Lasat species. Um mm. and long ago, um Lasat explorers <clears throat> actually ventured out from Lirisan and discovered the mm. world of just Lasan. And okay. um, due to the sort of hidden nature of the Lyra sound system, many of the Lassat in the outer rim actually forgot about the existence of their ancient homeworld. Yeah, it became this sort of folklore of where they'd actually actually came from, and it was only mm. later discovered by um, Zeb um, from um, Rebels when, as yeah. I said, they finally rediscovered this this cluster, this yeah, imploded star cluster, traveled through it, <laughs> um, and stumbled across it. Um, mm. I mean, it just, um, I love that though. The, the, those are the sort of stories of wild space that you, you would think of would happen. Like, yeah. for example, if you're thinking like a typical Pirates of the Caribbean story where you sort of go off the edge of the map, you're thinking these <laughs> incredible whirlpools or these, um, these massive maelstroms, these weird forces of nature that don't really make sense. They're so mm. cool.
1: Yeah. I, I love that idea though, that you can spend kind of generations on this new planet that you've discovered and it's long enough that your entire culture, your entire society, forgets the planet you came from. Um, there's a book, I think it's called Windhaven by George R. R. Martin, where there's a similar, a similar thing to that, where there's a kind of star-faring society crash lands on a planet, and they, I think they're there for so long that they forget where they've come from, and it's, it, it's like a kind of creation myth.
0: But yeah, um, also one of the interesting planets in Wild Space is Mortis.
1: I've heard of Mortis. I've heard that there's a potentially divisive Clone Wars arc.
0: There is a very, there's a great, um, yeah, Clone (laughs) Wars arc that's set in Mortis. Um, uh, One of the, I mean, one of the most interesting places, really, because um, Mm. I don't know how much I want to go into it because you haven't seen it. But I mean, (laughs) effectively, um, Mortis is stumbled on by Ahsoka, Obi-Wan and Anakin um, Mm. during the Clone Wars when they're en route to Teth right? Mm. And, um, and they kind of get sucked in or drawn in to this planet mm. without any sort of warning. And yeah, and, and the planet sort of allows them on.
1: Oh, how sociable it's feeling.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've spoken to six people today, I'm not accepting any more ships. Thank you very much.
0: Do you know the password? No? Then go away. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's really interesting. So we'll leave that for a second and maybe do okay. another another podcast about it.
1: Okay, well, kind of worms that.
0: And it, and it also comes up in Rebels as well. So it's, it's a big part <laughs> of, of, um, of Star Wars. Okay. Um, yeah, so after the Galactic Empire took over, and this yeah. is interesting, Palpatine took a very big fascination, of course, we all know, into the Unknown Regions, right? Yes. He sent out droids, he sent out pro-droids to <clears throat> kind of chart the areas, and he also used the knowledge that was within the Jedi Temple to Mm -hmm. sort of chart the the unknown regions, hyperlanes, because obviously we know planet Ilum was in the unknown regions. Yes. So, and that was obviously when they went in there and found Ilum and started to mine it for kyber crystals and the creation later on as the um, Starkiller base. Mm -hmm. Um, So the same thing sort of happened with Wild Space. He had this very big interest in exploring Wild Space and figuring out what was beyond the territory of the Empire. So he set up a um, branch of the Imperial Navy called the Imperial Survey Corps. And this is quite Mm -hmm. interesting because I never knew much about this, but they were officially the Empire's sort of exploration, scientific exploration um, wing, where they would just go out and they would just go out and search for new planets and they would go out and expand their knowledge of these areas around the galaxy. But, of course, Mm. um, that didn't really work out, James. Because <laughs> it was extremely underfunded, the Imperial okay. Survey Corps, and this was sort of caused a lot of strain between that and the rest of um, the Imperial Navy. Yeah. Um, the yeah, it, it was seen as also very independent from the rest of the Navy as well. Um, okay. And let's just say that it didn't get too far, and they didn't really <laughs> they didn't really complete their mission. A lot of people also <laughs> went out and didn't come back.
1: Or get drawn into Mortis because they want to, they want to have some friends over.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, did you Did you know anything about the Imperial Survey Corps? Yeah,
1: I've not heard anything about it. I obviously knew that Palpatine was interested in exploring the unknown regions. Um, whether I've come across it before, and I just assumed that the unknown regions and wild space were the same thing. Uh, but it's, it's kind of funny, isn't it? That, you know, they talk about it didn't succeed because it was underfunded. And my brain immediately went to things like NASA and how the funding for programs like that are constantly under threat um because it's not seen as important enough or um yeah it's i guess it's different when it's linked to an evil empire whether you really want them to have funding or not but yeah so what were paulatine's aims with wild space was he looking for anything in particular or was it just increasing his dominion
0: i think it was relatively the same for his aims for the unknown regions which were to almost no. set up these installations of scientific research in order to um, either conduct research into cloning technology or to find out... Well, maybe even to reach out and find different planets of mm. Sith or Jedi origin so that you could sort of uncover all of these different dark side tricks or, dark, or, mm. or just secrets of the Force which could inform new weapons or new technology. Mm. Um, I don't know whether to bring this up or not.
1: Go on, we'll take a tangent.
0: Okay. So did you know that apparently the Unknown Regions... Was apparently created by chaos, or more, Ooh. more particularly, Sith chaos. Apparently, the unknown regions okay. were the origins of an previous Sith Empire, of which yeah. basically destroyed that entire section, or met, or some chaos made it absolutely um, unrecognizable than what it used wow. to be, and basically turned it into what it is now. I wonder if there are bits
1: of bits of space that are what's the word i'm looking for i guess kind of more resonant maybe or stronger with certain types of the force because there's a lot of a lot of dark side associations with the unknown regions isn't there um for example exegol is located out there snoke originated from um or, well we know he did now because of exegol but snoke originated from the unknown regions the first order came from there like you said palpatine was exploring a lot Is there any kind of similar stuff with Wild Space? Not that we know of. Mortis is the
0: only place that we know that is, or at least the most sort of reference, or at least the biggest place. I mean, I can't think of off the top of my head any other sort of planets that are associated with the Jedi or the Sith. Um, other than Mortis but you say it's, um, the Unknown Regions is mostly Sith but of course Acto was in the Unknown Regions yes that's true and Illum yeah. like you just said yeah yeah so um, and that's you know that's interesting that um, Luke Skywalker went into the Unknown Regions to sort of hide himself mm. um, wonder why he didn't think of going into Wild Space I'm assume a lot of people wouldn't have thought to go out there and find him
1: maybe maybe it was too wild for Luke Skywalker maybe he thought you know what I'm getting on a bit I don't want Wild Space I want to find some mild Space Although I don't know why the Unknown Regions would be mild space. I thought, what is the mildest part of... Probably like the mid-rim or something. Oh, but the Core Worlds has political subterfuge. It's it's wild in a different sense.
0: I suppose you're right, yeah. Yeah, Naboo would be mild space, yeah. My goodness. Imagine that, Luke Skywalker going to Naboo in exile, just like Anakin and Padme all those years ago.
1: Just hanging out in the capital a coffee shop in Theed.
0: Yeah, but yeah, so... Uh, What else have I got here about the Imperial Survey Corps? So, yeah, they sort of became frustrated at the Empire, um, as I said. Mm -hmm. Um, This Imperial Survey Corps actually became so frustrated with the Empire in terms of its lack of funding, um, that it would eventually, a lot of members would defect their knowledge of wild space to the Alliance. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the rebels were able to use the data that um, members of the Imperial Survey Corps brought them um which included mm. new discoverable habitable planets that had yet to be added to imperial military databases. I'm um, mm. sort of assuming this is this is part of legends. I'm assuming this is part of one of the legends comics because this hasn't been okay. explicitly mentioned I think in canon yet. Um but with the fall of the empire um various imperial fleets and garrisons were sort of obviously left to femme for themselves. And this is an interesting story. So mm-hmm. um the pirate army of and I'm gonna try and pronounce this right, James. <laughs> um forgive me. Um eloding Maracafania.
1: Elodie Maracavania.
0: Yeah that's
1: Elod Maracavanya, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> A private army of that um, managed to basically <laughs> seize entire superstar destroyer, the Annihilator, yeah. Um, yeah. which um, was sort of sort of dotted around or sort of flying around the edges of Wild Space. Um, and um, that kind of pirate army took it over and became, or at least made themselves the self-proclaimed ruler of Wild Space. Yeah, that's sort of all I've got in terms of the most of the notes on Wild Space because there's not actually too much too much on there. Um, there are humans from Wild mm-hmm. Space that ventured into the galaxy. I'm pretty sure that there was for a long time People in the Empire used to discriminate or at least be very prejudiced against humans that came from wild space. They saw them as lesser. So that's very interesting.
1: I suppose kind of less civilized or something or less cultured. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of um, like the book of like Brave New World. Is it Brave New World by Aldous Huxley where everyone who comes from outside the perimeter is obviously the savages. And I think it's sort of a similar vibe. But yeah, so that's all I've got, James, on Wild Space. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting, though, right? Interesting, though, that none of us had really heard much about it. And I wonder if it will play a role in the future Star Wars lore or future Star Wars episodes. Because as you can imagine, there's just so, there's so many possibilities there for mm. characters to venture out, um, find, discover new planets, or at least discover new phenomena like imploded star clusters or interesting yeah. Jedi or Sith relics out there.
1: I was just gonna say that because there's, it's, um, yeah, there's so much possibility there for what could be out there, and it's almost a blank slate in a lot of respects. And I it's something that we've seen quite a lot, isn't it, with the book of Boba Fett recently? People saying, "I'm so sick of Tatooine. I want to see something, want to see something new in the Star Wars galaxy." And Wild Space is probably one of those perfect places for that because it is it's unexplored, it's a kind of a new frontier, and I can imagine a character like, for example, Ahsoka going out into into Wild Space in her series, or uh, what's the other show that's coming out? The Acolyte that might be next year, I think. I can imagine something like that taking place in Wild Space. Well, we were talking last week weren't we, about Grogu and where Grogu's species comes from. Maybe they're from Wild Space. Who knows? Since no one knows where their planet is.
0: Maybe, yeah. Yoda's species are from Wild Space. That would make yeah. sense. I mean, it's I, if it's going to be anywhere, it will either be the unknown regions of Wild Space. That's mm. very interesting.
1: I would love to see some kind of this I don't know a kind of exploration of um I can imagine a crew for example just going out into this unknown place like they're going exploring new worlds exploring new frontiers maybe this is Star Trek I don't know maybe I'm just pitching Star Trek
0: (laughs) I mean I mean I mean that's kind of what it would be like though because as I said before sort of the 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 sort of frequency or the distance between known planets or star systems Mm -hmm. or stars just becomes so much more vast that you're literally just traveling for ages and ages and ages until you find somewhere. I mean, even yeah. somewhere. I mean, you can't using hyperspace or, or light speed travel would be incredibly dangerous because obviously you don't know mm. what is out there. So you would just have to rely on just your your basic sort of um, yeah, your just fastest <laughs> ship and your engines just to get yourself to the next planet, which would presumably take bloody ages. I'm wondering whether mm. um, whether Ezra Bridger is somewhere in wild space. Mm-hmm
1: yes there's a mystery about where he is isn't there, there is there
0: a mystery about where he is and at the end of rebels he yeah sort of um yeah i don't want to spoil it for you once again <laughs> yeah. but he sort of ends up kind of yeah yeeting himself <laughs> into into, into some way <laughs> into the never world and you just don't know where he goes mm. and um i wonder whether he has gone into wild space in some way shape or form well, um, that would be interesting and, and, yeah, that maybe the Ahsoka series will be venturing out into wild space to try and find him. Um, what I what I want to know is, or at least what I want to discuss mm-hmm. is this sort of um, curularities of sort of um, the unknown regions and wild space, because mm-hmm. it is so easy to get mixed up with both, or to think that they're sort of one or or both the same. Um, yeah. So, like the best the best way that I can sort of describe the unknown regions. <laughs> Because it it's weird to think that that is within the galaxy, and it's uncharted, mm. and they don't know what's in it. But yet, that's not known as wild space, Yeah. right? That's just strange. Yeah. You, I mean, you would think that that would just encompass all the bits that people mm. didn't or or didn't know um, what was in it.
1: I'm trying to think of a of a real world analogy, and I'm struggling a little bit to try and think of a way to to put it into context. Well,
0: I mean, there um, are loads of uninhabitable or not un, but uncharted islands still. Um, in, Mm. say, areas of possibly the Pacific.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: You know, people haven't really ventured onto there for hundreds and hundreds of years. So maybe Mm. it's something similar to that. Um, Or maybe that there's areas of, at least maybe, let's say, going back to the middle of the 20th century, there might have been areas Mm. of, say, the Congo in Africa that might still have been untouched by human settlers or travellers or explorers for, Mm. for years and years. So maybe it's something similar to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or like going back to the, the islands, maybe it's, um, yeah, you know, the islands are there, but you haven't gone and explored them. Whereas wild space is more like it could potentially be an expanse of ocean because you haven't found any islands there yet. Possibly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so weird to think.
1: Cause I've just found a, a definition from Pablo Hidalgo. Yeah. Where he said, uh, that wild space lay outside the known map of the galaxy. In other words, off the edge of the map and the unknown regions were known and defined on the galactic map, but remained unexplored. If that's cleared it up at all, I don't know. If it has, thank you, Wikipedia. It
0: doesn't make sense why that's not called wild space. It's yeah. just, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> because it's not wild enough.
0: <laughs> it's, 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 it's mild.
1: <laughs> Some of it's child space. You could take a child there.
0: <laughs> if we're going to rate um, sort of unknown parts of the galaxy in a sort of spice level that you get in Nando's. Yes. So like wild space is like very hot. Unknown is like medium or maybe at least hot. Yeah. Unknown regions. is like meh, wild space is, oh my God, what the hell is out there?
1: Yeah. It is such a difficult thing to pin down because you, and again, when you pile in something like the outer rim, for example, where that's defined by its lawlessness and by being kind of the wild west of the Star Wars galaxy, um, it is, it's difficult trying to get your mind around what, what each of these regions are. It's easy when you've got the core, the inner rim, the mid rim and the outer rim, because that just makes, that makes sense. That's nice and easy. Um, Yeah, then when you've got the unknown regions and they're unknown, but we also know what's in there. Um, So uh, the unknown regions is a region that we know what's there, but we haven't explored it. (laughs) Whereas Wild Space, is a region that we we know the region is there, but we don't know what's in there. But it's not the unknown regions.
0: <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's just so weird. Oh, yeah.
1: Are we overthinking this? Is this what it is?
0: Because no, because think of it this way: because the unknown regions, right? That seems hmm. to me more like wild space because they know it's there. They know it's it's in this self sort of. Um, contained zone in the galaxy it's just Mm. incredibly dangerous and incredibly difficult to navigate so that seems Mm. to me wild the unknown bits of the outer bit should be the unknown regions that makes more sense
1: that does make more sense to me as well like you said, going into the unknown regions it is dangerous and it's difficult to travel and that is wild (laughs) I don't think there's an answer to that that's going to satisfy both of us maybe
0: maybe (laughs) we should ask the audience or the listeners to send (laughs) us in there definitions of wild space and unknown regions and then we'll collate we'll collate all of them and then we'll figure out the most universally accepted definition how about that
1: (laughs) yeah should the unknown regions be wild space or should it be the unknown regions or should wild space be the unknown regions or should that be wild space
0: (laughs) i do think though that there's a lot of scope for other content and interesting things Mm. to come out of the unknown um sorry wild space (laughs) um (laughs) bloody hell um (laughs) Because there must be, um, you know, there must be dangerous creatures or dangerous mm. alien species or dangerous force like beings living out there. So I wonder mm. what those are. I bet you there's some sort of anthology of like the darkest creatures or darkest things to come out of wild space in the in the yeah. universe. And I'd be very interested to do an episode on that.
1: Definitely. Because you mentioned Kessel and I remembered the big um, Kessel run monster from Solo. I still don't fully know what that is. Um, but those kinds of just things that no one really understands that are just out there somewhere. Um, cause I, when you said about doing Wild Space, yeah, when you said about doing Wild Space, I did have a look at, uh, things like the Chiss and the Yuzan Vong, um, Yuzan Vong, cause I wasn't sure whether they were from Wild Space. Um, and I assumed they were, but I, everyone I was thinking of was either the Unknown Regions or the Yuzhan Vong was from beyond the galaxy itself, um, which I guess is Wild Space? Or was that just intergalactic space?
0: Mm, mm, yeah, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. Sounds more like intergalactic space maybe. Yeah. yeah. But yes, um let's let's park that there then and uh let's uh, <laughs> nosy on. Mm-hmm. Oh and um I did actually figure out um i just saw here who the imperial officer was that i was thinking of earlier um mm. and i was trying to think of sort of examples of humans who discriminated against people from wild space so yeah. Com- commandant dean lark the which is a great name Commandant <laughs> Deer <laughs> Commandant D- lark <laughs> sounds like someone from um like house um like from uh i'm trying to think uh from oh What's what's um oh what's that film or the TV series uh the oh what's it called? <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit this out. What's it called? Um oh um the stately home uh, the uh, uh
1: Downton Abbey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Downton Abbey. Why can I remember that? Downton Abbey. Um,
1: I was thinking of um, I was thinking of Blackadder Goes Forth with Captain Darling.
0: Oh right, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. yeah. <laughs> Darling, darling. Commandant, Dierlark, <laughs> darling. Um, yes. I was, yeah. It just sounds like uh know, like a noble lord or like someone mm. from definitely from like the 18th century. Um but yeah, Commandant Dierlark of the Royal Appeal Academy on Coruscant discriminate against discriminated against Eli Vanto of the Sartre, whom he termed mm-hmm. a backwater yokel from Wild Space. It's pretty rude. What an, what an insult, right? What an insult. <laughs> Backwater yokel. That sounds like something that you'd say in Mississippi like I don't know, or like Slane America or something. Like not not freaking like Coruscant. That now this is interesting. We need to do mm-hmm. our podcast of insults in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, definitely. Because there's so many like Star Wars swear words, aren't there? I'm sure there's a lot of um you know, kind of moof milker and nerf herder.
0: Is it Dank Farrick?
1: <laughs> yes, Dank Farrick. what's
0: was what was one. the thing that
1: um, that Cad Bane says?
0: Oh, he says... Oh.
1: Now that's something calling the something slimy. slimy.
0: Yeah. Quactor quack quaking in it. Oh, what? Yeah. We'll have to look this up. Okay, you're on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rain check. Maybe we'll do a podcast one day on insults. Um, and maybe mm. we'll do a... Maybe we could do an insult off so we could, ah, here's an idea, James. So we'll pick our favorite insults and we'll mm. and we'll insult each other with them and we'll, we'll we'll decide which one we thought was better. How about that?
1: <laughs> Definitely. It reminds me of in school when you'd have the those sheets of, you know, Shakespearean insults when you're doing Shakespearean English. I
0: love that. <laughs> I love doing that. Oh my my favorite, um my favorite one was we always used to have like a so we used to do one where we picked up a dictionary and mm. we had to go and like flip through the dictionary and the first thing that we saw we had to insult someone with that and do it as convincingly as possible and you had to like stand face to face and try not to laugh one time someone even two words somebody said go west <laughs> <laughs>
1: just go west
0: go west <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but uh quickly just before we end i just wanted mm-hmm. to quickly touch on how you're finding uh, how you're finding the clone wars so far because you're sort of speeding through season two aren't you
1: yeah, I'm. I'm just over halfway through season two, so I've just watched the um the first Sateen and Mandalore arc, which, which was scary, knowing where that goes. I already know what happens <laughs> at the end of all of this. Um, but no, it's a lot of fun. I've just watched my favorite episode, which is the one where Ahsoka gets a lightsaber stolen by a pickpocket, and she has to go and track it down with an old librarian Jedi, and I love it.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Have you? <laughs> did you? Have you watched the Kamino episode yet? I don't think I have. Okay, okay
1: I don't think so. I love yeah. that episode. Okay.
0: And anyway <laughs> but um I suppose on that note it's time to wrap up, isn't it, James?
1: I suppose it is. Sorry, I just drank too fast and it's gone down.
0: <laughs> it's fine.
1: <laughs> I realised you're about to throw to me while I was halfway through a gulp and I was like,
0: Oh, put it down. I should have I should have been um, I should have been ready to jump in as you were coughing, but no. I'll just let you um I'll let you soak <clears> up.
1: I'm fine, I'm good. <clears throat> this is how podcasting is done. But now we want to know your thoughts on Wild Space. Did you learn anything new from this episode that you didn't know before? Can you explain the difference between <laughs> WildSpace and the unknown regions? Because I'm not sure either of us really get it. Let us know your thoughts on social media at Moisture Farm Rep, or you can send us an email at moisturefarmpodgmail.com. At In fact, if you have any suggestions about topics, characters, or places in the Star Wars universe that we should discuss, send them our way as well. You can also reach me and Adam on Twitter. I am at James16Matthews.
0: And I'm at Wheeler underscore deals. And if you like this episode, why not subscribe and leave us a review on your platform of choice.
1: Thank you for listening to Adam and I for another week. We'll be back next week discussing more of the incredible universe that is Star Wars. But until then, we'll see you next time on the Moisture Farm Report.
0: wild space though. What is it though? I guess it's just, it's, vacant. it's very no. empty. Like disparate snow. Yeah. Everything is long away space.
1: I yeah, like that's that. a good name. Everything is long away space.